you can't expect to take your foot off the gas and for the momentum to keep going. You know what I mean? Like this, this life is really a, a game of momentum. So like the, the real hack is like how do you keep momentum as you're experiencing and enjoying life. What's up, everybody? My name's Mike Shogren here with my co-host, Emmanuel Pani. We're part of a group of specialized real estate investors you've probably never heard of. We didn't start with deep pockets or wealthy families, and we don't rely on 401ks, mutual funds, or traditional real estate investing. In fact, many of us don't even own the properties that fund our freedom. If you ask the money experts out there, they'd say what we do is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. It's happening through a new niche called short-term rentals. We are Short-Term Rental Nation, and these are our secrets. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Short-Term Rental Secrets Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Shogren, here with my main man and brother from another mother, Mr. Emmanuel Pani. E, what is up, dude? My brother has, has been a minute. Um, I am yeah. all the way in Mallorca, Spain right now. So if you are one of our listeners that watches the show on YouTube, you'll see my background is a little bit different. I'm actually sitting right next to the pool. Um, yeah, bro. It's been, uh, feels good to be back in Europe, um, back in the European rhythm of things, you know, which is late night dinners and, and, and kind of like late mornings. And, um, it's funny here. Like everything's just later. Like they go to dinner yeah. way later and they get yeah, later. Dude, everything is later. Like the, the very first night we got here, uh, me and Tasha went to dinner at like eight 30 and the restaurant was just empty, but then you looked around and then all the kitchen stuff was super busy prepping and like they were laying out like all the cutlery, you know, when the restaurant gets ready, there's like all the cutlery lined out. And I'm like, gosh, I guarantee you that it's about to be like rush hour. And then around like 9.15, 9.30, the first older couple walks in and we're just like, oh, fuck, we're like really early. Like <laughs> we're coming to dinner really early and then like little by little literally by like 9 15 9 30 that restaurant started picking up and like by like 10 o'clock when we finished the restaurant was getting super busy so it's it's just a whole different kind of rhythm of life all restaurants are open until like 12 30 one o'clock um so it's very different but i i enjoy it you know it's it's uh so what time does like the work day start over there does it start later I, I don't know what time they start like regular people work, but I know, for example, um, everything is closed around lunchtime. So everybody does the, the like typical siesta. So like that one to two, 3 p.m. hour, that's everything is everything is closed. So there's literally nothing to do. Um, it, it's it's very different, you know, and it's very different, but it, it's also worked out great for us because I get to to work the morning hours um, and do my own things. And then by the time the team wakes up and starts working, it's actually 3 p.m. here. So I work with them from like three to like 12. And then we just we just kind of go to bed. So it's actually been ideal because the morning hours are very chill and super quiet. And, and I get to like not have to answer phone calls and, and not have to look at text messages. And so it's very, it's very zen, you know? Mm, I love that. I yeah. love that. So it's been, we've had like a two week sabbatical. So between you yeah. flying over to Europe, <clears throat> me getting this 20 unit hotel launched, got our first guest checking in tomorrow, which I'm pumped. And then we got yeah. 
two more short-term rentals going live this week. So it's just been a crazy couple of weeks. Um, so sorry guys, we've been MIA and uh, different schedules, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but want to get back in the rhythm. And so we thought it would be fun while he's doing his month long sabbatical in Europe to do uh, a podcast today, <clears throat> kind of sharing his experiences. And I was actually on call earlier with somebody that's heading to Augusta, Georgia to, to look for some properties. And I asked him like where he was staying and uh, he's staying in a short-term rental. I'm like, all right, good. That's the first thing. But like anytime you're traveling now, like you've stayed at how many different Airbnbs? And you've uh, been there so, like two? Yeah, so far we stayed in two and I have two more uh, in Spain. And then I have one more in in, in Italy where I'm going to in Italy. Um, and obviously very much like I love our industry. So I love supporting our industry. And it's just been so fascinating for me to, first of all, seeing just the level of what's acceptable, right, across the board. So, for example, something really funny is just like the first Airbnb that we went to, there was no full length mirror. So my wife was going absolutely crazy because she could not check out her outfit in its entirety. And I'm like, that's such a dumb thing, right? But it's just, it's a problem. Like, it's something that people are like, ugh, it kind of takes away from the experience, right? And I think, honestly, if you are thinking about getting into a market or you're familiar with the market, but you're trying to get into the, the vacation rental space there, it's the easiest way. Obviously, you do your air DNA and everything else, and you run, and you see the competition, and you see how much they make. But actually going and experiencing other people's properties can really show you the little things that people do that kind of make a difference, right? And very, very simple, for example, this second one they were in, the lady, this is her only property and it's her absolute pride and joy, right? You can tell everything is meticulous and she actually wanted to do the typical host thing of like coming to meet us and she like gave us the keys and she shared with us like, all her restaurant recommendations. She walked us through like all of her like guidebook and everything else. But then this this spot here surrounded by all kinds of different like um, little beaches and stuff. And she has no, no towels to go to the beach. And she doesn't want you to use the towels that she has at the house to go to the beach. And you're just like, you you know why people are coming here. You have beaches recommendation in your guidebook. Why wouldn't you spend $20 to buy towels? Like, why do I have to go hike somewhere and find a towel and then add weight to my suitcase where you can just have them here the same way you have the towels for everything else? Mm. Right? And it's not, and it's not even like... Is it a big deal? And and I mean, Mike, you you know me. I'm a pretty laid laid back guy, so I, I don't really care. But it's all those little things, especially being that this is our industry, right? It's all those little things that you like kind of notice, right? Like you you realize and you're just like, maybe we should do a podcast about this and like really and and I know if we have some of our listeners that have been hosts for a little while, this may seem like a low hanging fruit kind of show, but it's it's actually what can make make the difference between that like four star and five star 
because I see some guys in our group, they're like, we got a four star, we don't know why, because everything is great. And it's really understanding that some guests will give you the five stars for the extra, for the intangibles, for the things that like show them that you, you really had time and you put time and you invest in time in understanding what their experience is about and why they're coming here. And that's what makes a difference. So that's what I thought, like, I'm like, this, this would be a, an, an interesting show, um, regardless of how many units you have, regardless of how you want to do it, but really understanding how do you make your place amazing, right? On, mm-hmm. on all levels, right? Not just, not just the furniture, not just, you know, like the location, right? But in the little, little details. Yeah, for sure. And I think what I wanted to kind of theme this around was one, some, some of your takeaways from the different experiences, but also for folks like, here's how to turn your vacation into like uh, an intentional, like productive one. Even if you're not doing any work, just by putting yourself in the seat of a guest and then flipping the lens and looking at it from a host standpoint, like what can I learn from this experience and incorporate into my business to take me to that next level? So yeah. you and I were talking earlier this morning and the the two completely different hosting experiences that you've had so far. So the first one, very hands off. The second one, almost too hands on. Yeah. You want to talk about that for a second yeah. where like yeah, for sure. there was kind of a letdown from like the picture standpoint and just yeah. compare and contrast those two experiences. Yeah. So we have gone to two different parts of the island. And, and so the main place looked great on, on pictures. And then as soon as we got there, she was great at communicating her, um, checking instructions, had a bunch of pictures in them to the point that like, when we got there, we were like, why is there so many pictures? Like, why does she have pictures of like, is you going to make a turn in this thing? And then make a turn in that thing. We're like, okay, maybe she's super detailed. We'll come to find out she's super detailed because this place is super hard to find, right? And it's at the bottom of a hill and you have like, I'm no joking, you're like 80, 90 steps to go <laughs> from the top to the bottom. And I have 225, um, like 225 kilos, so like 250 pound suitcases, right? That I'm like hauling up and down to, to the thing, to the point that like we got there and you walk in and the place looks like the pictures, but the pictures were just done very well. So our immediate actual initial response was we brought the bags down, we put the stuff inside, and then we went back up to, to get the other bags. And we just kind of took a minute, sat in the car, turned the car back on, and we actually went back on Airbnb and looked at other options. Because it was so disappointing at the beginning that we were like, dude this is nothing like the picture looks kind of similar but the place is super dark it's at the bottom of the seal that all the vegetation around it has like really grown since the pictures were taken so the views look nothing like it and so like immediately right especially like going back to the fact i'm a pretty chill guy and we're in the industry it didn't end up being anything. But if I am your typical like typical traveler that has come from, from the States, for example, you've done a long trip, 
hours and hours and then you get there and you can't find it and then once you find it you're all sweaty and you get downstairs and you have to carry the bags that you weren't told there were going to be stairs you're pretty much giving yourself already a reservation that's going to be hard from the beginning right and i think this is something that you and i talk about with with people in our community all the time is like just be upfront and like disclose the information because then you get to create what the narrative is and you get to like really help people understand what the experience is supposed to be like. Um, another thing that was very interesting about this lady, she was super hands-off, great communicator, but very hands-off, right? She had a lockbox on the door, but the, her property was super bare, which, which again, I've experienced that in places that have amazing locations that you would just go there for a football game or something like that. But in, in this type of property that you're supposed to be hosting people for a couple of days, she had no salt and pepper shakers. So the salt and pepper that she provided were the ones that you will find inside of a um, egg and cheese box that you find at your local coffee shop or like that. It's you like, in like, the, like the little pre-packaged like mini salts that you get at like McDonald's or something. Yeah, exactly. So she had a bunch of those on the counter and a bunch of the um, ketchup and mayo things from like, they, they look like fast food. So it was just like, ugh, it just, it's just lazy, right? It's those little details, you know, that just put a bad taste in your mouth. So if we're going to recap, just some lessons learned from the first one. One, um, make sure that the pictures look good, but are not misleading, right? Mm. So yeah. if you've got a lot of stairs, like we've got some properties up in New Hampshire that there's a lot of steps. Like I put in the listing, I put in the photos, check-in instructions, like there's a lot of steps. It's probably... I forgot I counted it one day. It was like 54 steps to go from like the parking lot, which is up top, down to the to the condo. Mm -hmm. um, so setting the right expectations. Sounds like they need to keep up with some landscaping if they let that get out of control, if the vegetation yeah. was just growing. Yeah. Um, and then just like little things, like <clears throat> you mentioned to me this morning, but they had like one frying pan, like a single frying pan. Like yeah. just buy the set on Amazon or wherever and get a full set of pots and pans. Yeah. You no, know, yeah. like just simple stuff that might cost you an extra 30 bucks to get a full set and get the nine, nine piece set instead of the four piece set, whatever it is, like, it's not going to cost a lot more, have a salt and pepper shaker, have some, whatever, just like basic things in the property. Um, because to your point, when you show up, then you have all these steps, you're just kind of like, Oh, this is annoying. And then you get in there and you're like, this doesn't even look like the pictures. Like, to your point, you're setting yourself up for just a bad experience for somebody, Correct. just a big letdown. You want it to be the opposite. You want to under promise. And then when they get there, they're like, oh my God, I didn't even know that this had this. Yeah, exactly. Um, then moving back to my second experience, complete opposite, right? As I mentioned, the lady, this is her one and only Airbnb. She's a German lady that bought this vacation home for herself, built it for her and her husband, and they Airbnb it because um, they love this little town. So they're like, okay, we're going to Airbnb it. So she came and she actually wanted to meet us here. So like she came, we exchanged keys. But again, this was at the end of a whole day of traveling. So she had out like a little thing of like wine and some cheese and some grapes. And she had a little sign that said our name on it that she like 
wrote out with chalk. So it's super personable, definitely a different experience. But at the same time, it's like knowing, knowing and understanding that like the same way when you go to a hotel, you want to check in and you want the, the, the person in the front desk to be nice and, and friendly, but then you don't want them to like walk you to the room and come inside your room with you and just hang out with you, right? You're like, okay, give me the keys, show me what the guidebook is, and then kind of like let us be, right? Another thing that was super funny with her is this being her one and only property is you can tell her emotional attachment to the property, which is not a bad thing, but at the same time, she was like, well, let me know in case you 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 break anything and, and please the towels that are here, there are no towels for the beach. So if you have to go to the beach, please go buy some towels because we don't have actual towels for the beach, but please do not take my towels to the beach. So it's it's very much like you don't want your guests to feel like they're, they're walking on, on eggshell. And people need to be comfortable living their life. Obviously, like you you want to hope that your guests are responsible and considerate but that should be something that they want to do you shouldn't be kind of giving them giving them that feeling that you're like please don't break my stuff because at the same time it's an investment don't put super expensive stuff in here buy plates and, and pots and pans from ikea right like don't if if it's something that you have in the property that you feel upset if it's ruined then it shouldn't be in, in the property Exactly. Depersonalize it. <clears throat> Take any of your prized possessions and lock them in an owner's closet or take them out of the property completely. Yeah. But don't, <clears throat> to your point, don't make them feel like they got to walk on eggshells. You know, you can be a little more um, upfront, I would say, if you have <clears throat> a larger property and you've got like a guy's weekend or ladies weekend getaway, like, listen, mm -hmm. Don't break my shit kind of deal yeah. and kind yeah. of lay down the law a little more firm. But when it's you and Tasha checking in, it's like, relax. Like we're not right. throwing a banger in the house. Like, yeah. And, and she was like, Oh, by the way, I know you guys are going to be great because I, I saw from your profile that you are also host. And then I saw you have a podcast and I saw you have the thing, which was kind of like, okay, that's a little bit creepy one. that you. <laughs> <laughs> that you're telling me that you know everything about us, but even more, right? Like why you're all up in our space trying to tell us how to do or what not to do. Uh, but again, in case you listen to the show, amazing lady. Um, her Airbnb is is absolutely fabulous. Um, she put great thought into it and you can really see it, right? Like we've been here now for a couple of days and the experience, it's so well-crafted. Right. So completely opposite from, from the other lady, right? There is extras of, of everything. There is extra pots and pans. There is little, little mason jars for you to put like little things that you cook in. There is Tupperwares. There is plenty of knives and forks. There is plenty of everything. Right. So hundred percent. it's a completely opposite kind of experience, but it's exactly what you're looking for when you're on vacation. Like you don't want to have, and, and we've, we've told this to people many times, right? If you have a four bedroom house, don't put four plates. Because what's the worst thing that you want to do is I have to do dishes every time I have to eat a meal. 
like that's just not a pleasant experience, right? Like you're trying to help people escape their day-to-day life. So do the extra things, right? Put the extra blankets, invest in the extra things, like really, like really kind of cater to the ideal experience and, and remain connected to the fact that you're making an investment for that is going to return greatly and actually is the more quality you put in it, the more money you're going to get out of it. So it's really the mindset switch of, especially if you're a real estate investor already, that is, is a landlord. It's, it's not that trying to save every dime because the rent is going to be fixed. It's very much like the more investment, especially wise investments, right? Like don't spend a bunch of money on things that don't, don't matter or don't make a difference. But the stuff that makes a difference, the the actual yield that you'll have in reservations, reviews, and just people's overall happiness, it's 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 worth it. Hundred percent. So if you were going to step back right now and write the reviews for those two, mm-hmm. right? We both had, or you had, um, constructive criticism. We'll call it for both. Yes. Not, both of them were, were good. Like you were fine staying there. Like it wasn't enough to like make you leave. Um, my interpretation is that first one, it puts more of a sour taste in your mouth because it's, it felt like a letdown when you got there. But the second one, it was like the host was great, but it was almost too much. You're like, I've been traveling all day. You're really a sweet person. I just want to lay down. I'm freaking tired. Yeah. Um, so I think it was, it was amazing, maybe just a tad too far, but still amazing experience. Like you would never put that in a review ever, right? Like Correct. unless you're a total D-bag, like, yeah. oh, yeah. the host didn't let me sleep. She was too nice when I got there. Like, no, yeah, totally. that? yeah, we would never, never say that. But on the, on the other one, we did say, hey, host was great communicating. Checking instructions were a little bit difficult. Um, a lot of stairs. And the property does appear smaller and darker than amazing pictures. And it's a little bit there. But again, great location. And I'm telling you, kind of like verbatim what we wrote, right? Like great location. We would recommend just be kind of be wary. And then all of the personal feedback that we sent her was just kind of that. We were like, hey, it was misleading. And it's really bare. Like it's a very bare property. You know what I mean? Like the one. When you say bear, do you mean like there's no like decor in it, or they didn't have enough like pillows? Like define bear a little bit more, just yeah, just super, super like kind of like the basic, basic basics of things. So there was decoration, but even like on the pillows, there was no extra pillows. On the bed, there was one pillow each. Uh, There was no extra blankets. Uh, there were no, um, there was no mirror. Like there was not a full length mirror, which I've come to understand now that it's it's a big deal, right? Um, and I remember when I first got started in in doing this, a lot of our units did not have them, and people were like, "We need a full length mirror." And I was like, "Why do you need a full length mirror?" And now I'm like, "Oh yeah, we do need a full length mirror, right?" So it's just like it's the things that like you you maybe don't think about until you spend time in your own property. And like, again, I, I know this is not rocket science, but it's, it's literally the best advice that I have. It's one, spend time in your own property. And then two, get an idea of 
what's around you, right? These two Airbnbs are about like an hour away from each other. But an hour away, it's, it's your competition, right? An hour away on, on, on an island that is two hours by two and a half hours each way, an hour away, it's your competition, right? I can go from here, like when I look at like, like Airbnbs in Mallorca, the entire island shows up. So anybody here, it's your competition. So how are you? How are you actually comparing to, to what's around you? Mm, I love that. Well, hopefully, hopefully that was helpful for people. So again, when you're traveling now, <clears throat> stay at a short-term rental, mm-hmm. analyze it, you know, from a host perspective and from a guest perspective, and then give them that feedback. Don't be a jerk about it, but just be like, hey, you know, thanks. Had a good stay if you did, but here's some things that I noticed that I think would really help make this listing better, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, I want to pivot real quick before we wrap it up. Cause I think this would also be good for the listeners. So you've been in Spain for at least a week. Has it been two weeks? Yeah. Like a week and a half. So how has that experience been for you now where you've got the 40 something units back in Florida mm-hmm. and you're on the other side of the world? How has that experience been for you? Yeah. So, I mean, I've had, I've had the villas now for 10 years and every year that I'm able to come and take time away, first of all, I take more and more time, right? Because I have more checks and balances and people in place. The main advantage of this year that makes an absolute difference to how my life has been, it was hiring Joyce. And, and for those of you that have been listening to the show, Joyce is, is my assistant that we hired a couple months ago, kind of gearing up for this trip, right? Like we, we, had an, we knew this trip was coming. And, and the fact that she gets, she clocks in at nine, which again is about 3 p.m. here, and she works until 12. That means that during the time that I get phone calls, because the way that I have set up my system is our phone rings and it rings on my phone and it rings on her phone. So I see, but literally the phone rings for two seconds and then Joyce picks it up. And then if there is anything needed, she knows who to contact. And if she needs anything from me, she knows where to find me. But it allows me to go to the beach and, and keep my phone in Tasha's bag and go in the water and not have the feeling of, Ugh, what if something's happening, right? It allows me to get on an airplane and be able to like take off, you know what I mean? That nine, 10 hours that a flight to Europe is without worrying about what's, what's happening, right? What's going on. Mm-hmm. And the only way that can happen is if you, from the beginning, create this business as a business. Because that's the only thing, right? Like no matter how much, my biggest growth in this past 12 to 18 months has really been the mindset switch of working on the business instead of in that. And that couldn't have executed any better than just how this past kind of two weeks have been. Yeah, no, I love it. And I, I want to just touch on that before we wrapped it up because I think it's good for people to hear because it's like, you know, we talk a lot about systems and all that stuff on the show and process and technology and having the freedom to do what we want. I mean, you're literally in Europe for a month and your business is running without you. I mean, Mm -hmm. if the team needed to get in touch with you, they could, but 
They really don't. Unless there's some crazy thing going on, like you're able to unplug for a month and go visit your family and hang out with Tasha for a couple of weeks in Spain. Like that's amazing. Right. And so that's, that's the stuff that a lot of the listeners are chasing is being able to have that freedom. You know, I do a lot of calls. A lot of people apply for our mastermind coaching program and it's an application process. So when I get on the phone with them, you know, everybody, almost everybody says, I want to be financially free. And then I say, well, what do you want to do when you're financially free? One of the biggest things I hear is I want to be able to travel. I want to be able to go here. I want to be able to go there. And I'm like, awesome. Like case in point, you're gone for a month. You know what I mean? Like I'm not a huge traveler. I'm more of a golfer, but you know, either way, like you have the freedom to do what you want. And the beauty with this business is even if you had to plug back in, you could literally do it with your phone. Like you literally do everything on your phone. I check, I check with things all the time, right? Like I check our, our accounts and I check our occupancy and Joey still sends me all of our KPIs every Friday. And, and the thing is this, right? Like I, this for me is a dress reversal to spending more and more time. And what I'm creating is very much the life that I don't need a vacation from. Like this for me is not like it is a vacation, but it's not a vacation. Meaning like to me, this is a dress reversal to what does life look like six months in the States, six months in Europe, right? Like, can I remain in my habits? Can I stay healthy? Can I eat healthy? Can I still track my food? Can I still go to the gym every day? Can I still meditate, read, journal? Like, can I still be E? Because the thing is this, right? Like the fact that I go on vacation, I'm still ambitious. I still have goals. I still have a business that I'm building. I still have a life that I'm building, right? So if you need your vacation to recharge, I question what life you're leading, right? Because I'm not here to escape home or I'm not here to think, I'm here to just experience life and enjoy my life. But I don't need a break from work. I love my work. I love what I do for a living, right? Like I don't need a, I don't need a vacation. I'm just living life. I just kind of change zip code. Yeah, change the scenery. <laughs> yeah, I just went to a different zip code, right? But like my life doesn't change. I still, I still work. I still answer things, right? I have, I have real estate closings going on. I have a property that closed yesterday. I have one closing next week, right? Like the show runs. Because if you need if you need a break from life, that's not you need to kind of design a better life. There's a lot of talk about like work life balance. <clears throat> I think it's a big lie. So for me, it's like an integration. Like, how do I want to design my life? So like I really don't have like a fixed schedule. Like some Saturdays I'll get some work done, some Sundays I'll get some work done, some Wednesdays I'll randomly take off and go golfing. Like I don't I don't have, a, like, there is no Friday for me anymore. Like every day is a Friday if I want it to be. So, but it's like, I, I have this integration of like, okay, like I'll hang out with my son for a couple hours. Then I'll go record a couple podcasts with E. Then I'll check in with my team over here. And I have put structure around that going forward. But what I'm saying is I have the freedom to design it any way I want. So yeah. it's not like, oh, I have to be off at five. I have certain pockets of time that I protect, like, you know, 5 30 to 7 30 i protect that time because that's like dinner time for us that's bedtime for Caden. it's like family time so like i protect that time every day but like other than that the 
it's pretty free flowing where it's like, I'm not nine to five. I might do some work in the morning. Then I'll play with Caden, hang out with my wife. Then I'll come back, work, do a few hours. Maybe I'll work at seven or eight o'clock at night. Like whatever it is, like it's just this integration, but I like what I do. Like, I love what I do. Like, yeah, same. it's That's awesome. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't, we don't mind. And, and to me, what I've realized and, and it's something that like, I really take really personal now is when somebody is like, you have to do this. <laughs> Sorry, I have to do what? I don't have to do anything. Hmm. I want to do it or I don't want to do it. I don't, I don't have to do anything for anybody. Like this is, you know what I mean? And like, this is the one life we got, you know what I mean? So like really design it, really create it and really put work into it with purpose. Right? 100%. And like my 100%. goal, and I'll say it here on the show, like my goal for next summer is to stay six or eight weeks, right? But with the business pushing occupancy, you know and I mean, like we're still pushing the highest level of occupancy for a summer that we have ever had. We're pushing things. We're pushing on our on our refinance. We're pushing on on, on everything. You know, what I mean, you can't expect you can't expect to take your foot off the gas. And for the momentum to keep going, you know, I mean, like this, this life is really a, a game of momentum. So like the, the real hack is like how do you keep momentum as you're experiencing and enjoying life? Mm. Chasing, chasing momentum for the things that matter to you, right? So yeah. like, I love doing this stuff, the podcast, the speaking, the coaching, like that's what I love doing. So that's what I spend 95% of my quote unquote work time doing. The other 5% is focusing on growing the team, culture fits, helping them tighten up process. Like, do I love running Airbnbs and stuff? No, I love building businesses and I love growing teams and helping people become financially free. Like that's what lights me up. So like that was a vehicle. So just figure out what lights you up and then just keep doing that. Because I'll tell you, you can only play so many rounds of golf. You can only sit on the beach so long. Like we all need a purpose. We all need something to keep moving forwards. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling a little bit now. We're getting a little off topic, but the whole point is like, I wanted to highlight that it is possible for you to implement this, start this business, implement the systems that we talk about all the time. And then take that, month long trip to Europe or two months, whatever it is. And things can still run in the business. Like it's totally possible. Yeah. So, and financial freedom, it's not a big number every month. Financial freedom is affording the life that you want to afford when you want to afford it. Yeah. hundred percent. Right. Most people don't realize the, the lifestyle that they want probably costs a lot less than they think about. Yeah. Like if they actually did the math, yeah, you can live a really good lifestyle on not quite as much money as you think. Yeah, I so. mean, dude, this entire trip to to Spain is gonna end up costing me like maybe six grand for a month. For a month. Yeah. How many Airbnbs do you need to make six grand? I know Mike Riley has enough, right? Our, yeah. our host and one of our students he has enough already, right? He's double that now. He's double yeah, that. Now. Brilliant, right? He's so a like, right? yeah. On a monthly basis. Yeah. Like, it's a month. That's I mean. Yeah, that's a month. You know? And then you go back to home. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. hundred percent. So, um, listen, if you guys want to go deeper, check out the free masterclass at strsecrets.com. Join the free Facebook group. There's, that, that group has been growing, man. It's been blowing my mind. We've got uh, close to 1,800 people in there now. Wow. Um, a lot of good questions getting answered. Um, really, really cool group, really engaged. And um, yeah, I mean, the more that you can hang around and network and then learn from other people, that's the way to grow. But if you really want to take it to the next level, you really want to launch, automate, and scale, check out the, that free masterclass and learn more about joining our mastermind group. It's the highest level coaching that we offer, 12 months with us live weekly coaching calls, eight-week program. There's over 210 students in that mastermind that are all actively doing deals, partnering on deals, buying properties, co-hosting properties, rental arbitrage, you name it, every way to get in the game. Um, and you work with us directly. So and that is absolutely fascinating. Yeah, great questions. Um, and really having a community that helps you understand Hey, this is where you should spend your time. This is how you should focus on and helps you check your mindset, right? Mm -hmm. We had a question um, yesterday that I answered this morning and it was somebody asking, yeah, asking like, how much do I charge per hour? And I'm like, no, 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 no. This is not, no, we're not, you're not a worker bee. Like you don't work per hour anymore. Like this is not a thing that you do. You work per, per task. You work per getting something done your project based results based yeah, outcome based right and that's something that one of our mentors really taught us early on is like you no longer work for an hourly wage i get the job done you pay me for me to get the job done if my team does it in an hour or does it in 10 hours it doesn't matter we'll get it done and that's all that matters to you so really having a group of people that like help you understand that right instead of your normal group of friends they're like yeah yeah charge a hundred dollars or charge this because they don't understand and they're just thinking worker bee mentality you need to really be careful who your friends are yeah get the <laughs> i forgot what oh, somebody said it was like don't ask Tom Brady how to hit a golf shot like Tiger Woods. You ask Tiger Woods how to hit a golf ball. You ask Tom Brady to how to throw a football. You know what I mean? You go to the source of who has the experience and you ask them the questions. So yeah, exactly. exactly. Awesome, brother. Well, thank you. This was fun. Nice see you guys. All coming and, in hot all the way from Spain. Yeah. And we have some great guys lined up. So we're, we're really looking forward to coming back to you guys once a week and, and just really bringing in more. And, and I'll bring you guys more little insight from, just Spain and just the different Airbnbs and different experiences. I love it, brother. Well, appreciate you as always. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you guys next time. Ciao. Hey, STR Nation. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. And in the comments, let us know what topics you want us to cover on upcoming episodes and we'll make sure to get that in the books for you. And if you really want to learn how to launch, automate, and scale your short-term rental business, if you want to go deeper, then check out our free masterclass at strsecrets.com.